Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. Today, I want to talk about something a little bit different. I am sitting in my backyard. I'm enjoying my patio um, and how beautiful the morning is with a cup of coffee. And I know it's been a couple of days. It's been a crazy couple of days. I am back home now after being on grandma duty for a week. I killed it on grandma duty just so you know I am like the GG of the century it could even be of the world ever but I did kill it as GG but anyway I wanted to talk to you guys about the American Music Awards that came on Sunday and Taraji P Henson was the host she was interesting I thought she had better dance moves but she doesn't um, I liked some of her outfits, not all of them, but you know, it is what it is. But everyone was talking about J-Lo's performance because they said she copied Beyonce's performance almost identical. The same lighting, the same outfit, the same hairstyle. She just pretty much did her song using Beyonce, Beyonce's um, videography. But... I wanted to remind you guys that imitation is the highest form of flattery and that we have to know that Beyonce is not original. Beyonce has copied many of other artists and people seem to forget that when Beyonce copies somebody's styles, they all get, oh, Beyonce was great. It was genius. It was this or that. No, she copied somebody else's style. She's taken dances that she's seen. From Africa to incorporate into her own um, she's just she's she's done what a lot of people have done as an artist I can't even imagine trying to stay original can you imagine trying to be original with every sing every single thing that you do every performance every concert yeah, sometimes you're going to imitate other people. Sometimes you're going to steal other ideas. Hey, we do that in the regular world. It's not like everybody's doing something original. When you see six people wearing the same shirt, don't you think that's everybody biting on everybody? Of course, because that's what we do. Um, we take a ideal that works and we run with it. We don't care whose ideal it is. We run with it and we try to make it our own. Now, I'm not a J-Lo fan. I am a Beyonce fan. But I still think J-Lo's performance was just her nod to Beyonce. Just like Beyonce's performance she did at the AMAs one year was a nod to Britney. One of her videos was a nod to a Paris actress. Um, I think that's what they do. So I didn't have a problem with it. And I think sometimes regular people forget that those celebrities don't affect your everyday life. Why do you even give a fuck? I mean, damn, she performed on a music show to an empty audience. Who cares? Why is it such a... I mean, it was like trending big time. The beehive was all over her for stealing but nobody was 
over Beyonce when she was stealing other people's ideas. So I look at it like this. You know what? Tit for tat, whatever. People get a life. We have so much other junk going on. And y'all worrying about J-Lo stealing Beyonce's performance. Really? You guys crack me up. when I And I listen and I laugh and I think, wow, our society has become so vain compared to, I would say, 50 years ago. I know that Little Richard always complained that he never got credit for being the father of rock and roll. It always went to Elvis when it was actually Little Richard. I get that. But a lot of Little Richard stuff was pretty original. Um, but today's music, I haven't heard any real original music. I always hear throwbacks of some old song in everybody's music. And I think it is what it is. I think it shouldn't really matter as long as you enjoy the song, enjoy the music. If you're a J-Lo fan, you enjoy the performance. Who cares if she copied off of Beyonce? Who cares if Beyonce copied off of Britney? Who cares if Britney copied off of Madonna? Who cares? Nobody. Except for the people who don't have anything else better to do. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is there was a catfish incident in Houston. This young man met this woman online. They talked online for a few months. And he decided to drive from Dallas, where he lived, to Houston to meet her. Super excited, couldn't wait to meet her, so over the moon with her. Get to Houston, gets where he thinks he's meeting her, he ends up running into two guys who mug him, rob him, and kill him. He was a young father of a four-year-old, and... His family was devastated that this girl he was catfishing, I mean, this girl he was talking to online could have possibly had something to do with his murder. So they locate the girl who was in his, um, her online profile, finds out someone stole her profile and catfished this young man. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this to your attention is... I know people have heard about the show Catfish on MTV. It is a very interesting show and I have watched it several times because in my mind of minds, I keep wondering why do average people, and I'm not saying that in a bad thing, why do you as an average person think you can pull a supermodel? This young man wasn't bad looking, but the girl he was talking to, oh my gosh, almost like supermodel. I'm sure it was a lot of filters going on, tons of makeup. I mean, super glamorous. And you have to think, when you are online meeting somebody and y'all never get to video chat face to face, you're only doing things online through text messaging, maybe a phone call here or there, where is people's common sense um dr phil did a show last week when i was visiting my son about this man who had been sending this woman money to get her paperwork for her visa 
so that she can come from wherever country she was in to come and visit him. When they found the lady whose picture he had so fallen in love with, she was like, I'm so sorry, that's not my name, that's not my email, that's not my phone number, I'm sorry you got tricked or fooled into sending somebody money, but it wasn't me. And this older white gentleman really thought that this young, beautiful woman who he'd been sending money to, who he had never met, never video chatted with, was the real thing. And it happens so often. I feel bad because I remember prior to being married to my um, husband when I was in the dating world. And I was an avid online dater, but I would talk to guys a couple of days on the phone and then I'd be ready to meet them somewhere in public. Starbucks, um, Jack in the Box, Taco Bell, someplace inexpensive just so we can meet and see if we had the same attraction face to face as we had on the phone. Uh, many a times guys would put their profile picture up and then when we would meet Chili, Starbucks, wherever, I would look at them and say, damn, you don't look anything like the picture. And they would say, oh, that picture is 20 years ago or that picture was 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, damn, you really set me up for the okie doke. I always tried to date within what I felt was if I was out in public, could I pull this guy? I think I can pull them in public. I can pretty much pull them online. And I always put a current picture of myself up, um, taken within a couple of months of me being online. And I always did a headshot and then I did a body shot because I needed you to see my body. I'm not no skinny girl, so I needed you to know if you wanted to be with a plus size girl or not. But I remember so many times guys saying that they were 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and we would meet, and they'd be like 5'11". And I'd be like, your profile said you were 6'5". Um, I am 6'... No, dude, I'm 6'1", and I'm taller than you, so you can't be 6'5". Um, you can't even be 6'2". I'm taller than you, I'm 6'1". And it was just amazing to me how many people go online and lie about everything. I did get this one guy um, from, I don't know, I want to say England or Bosnia, someplace foreign, who sent me a message wanting us to chit chat. And I was like, dude, no, because you don't live in the country and we're never going to meet. So I'm basically not going to waste my time talking to you. And he was like, no, I'm in the Army or the Navy, whatever he was in. I'll be home in a few months and I'm trying to establish, you know, some connections because I've been gone for a couple of years. I want to come back and be able to start dating. And I'd say to them via text or email or messaging on our online system, I said, hey, when you get into the States, look me up. And, you know, if I'm interested or still single, we can talk always within a few days of us talking i would get a message hey um i don't get paid till next week i'm a little short can you send me fifty dollars and i would say no i don't have it sorry 
and I'd wait a week and I said, hey, I know you got paid today. I'm a little short. Can you send me $50? They'd ghost me. Now, when they were asking me for money, it was like, you don't have $50, you have $20, you have anything you can help me out with? But when I ask you for money, oh, you ghosted me. Uh, no, I'm not that stupid. And it bothers me that people, men, women, whoever, doesn't even matter your sexuality, doesn't even matter your gender. It makes me mad when you're online and you think you have met your soulmate that you've never, ever met. Now, catch what I just said. You think you have met your soulmate that you've never, ever met. They can't be your soulmate if you've never met them, if you've never spent time with them in person, if you've never had that personal connection. You can't fall in love online, people. Now, I watched the show Love is Blind, and I like the concept of the show because you had to fall in love with that person's personality. But after you fall in love with their personality, then you meet to see if there was an actual real connection. And then if there was a connection, of course, they got married. Um, but you still had to have that face-to-face -face connection. You had to spend time together. You had to see if meeting somebody blindly and then meeting that person in person would give you an opportunity to see if you guys had a real connection. You cannot send money to somebody you have never met. Unless it's a charity and you're sending money to St. Jude's, then I don't see why you would send money to somebody you've never met because you're in love with the person or with the image. You're in love with the image. You're not in love with that person because you've not met that person. And when I was um, online dating, I was adamant. I dated only people that I could physically meet. And I only dated people that wanted to physically meet. I didn't waste my time building a phone connection with people because I felt that was ridiculous and retarded. If you didn't want to meet face to face, that's cool. That just tells me we aren't meant to be in a relationship together. And that's just how I felt. Um, so it bothers me that this young man met this woman who more than likely was totally out of his league. And that's not to be a negative. That's just be a, a realistic um, comment. And he drove from Dallas to Houston and he lost his life. He was catfish and it cost him his life. And if you've ever watched a show um catfish on mtv you will be amazed at 10 out of 10 those guys are being catfish you look at them and you think dude you don't have no teeth you live with your mama you don't have no real job why is this woman who's absolutely stunning gorgeous beautiful telling you she loves you and then three or four months into it, asking you to send money, asking you to help, you know, asking for help, giving you some sob story about how they have cancer, they need money for medication or whatever, and you fall for it. You've never met them. Y'all don't even live in the same state. I don't have a problem with online dating. Hey, I met my husband from an online website and we've been together now 
Well, we've been married for three years together for eight. And so I don't have a problem with the online dating. But what I have a problem with is these these people, regardless of who they are, thinking that you have met your soulmate online and you've never met your soulmate. Guys, going forward, if you have friends who are online dating or you have friends who are meeting people online, online friendships are not real friendships. Does anybody get that besides me? You can have a million Facebook friends. They are not your real friends. They are your Facebook friends. Real friends you talk to, you hang out with, you do things with, you travel with. You know who your real friends are. But don't mistake social media friends for real friends. Because it's not the same thing. And I am saddened that this, young, this little four-year-old girl will never get to know her father because her father was trying to date and meet somebody so he could just be happy and it ended up costing him his life. And that's another problem I have with it. This young man just wanted to meet somebody he could date and have a relationship with and it cost him his life. All I can tell you guys going forward is be careful. Even when you date people in real life and you meet them, there's always that chance that you're going to meet the crazy one. If you're already married and you're in a good relationship and you have a good wife, you have a good husband, I say work at your marriage. Um, if you're in a good relationship, work at your relationship because what's out there, it's not worth losing your life over. It's just not. And I want you guys to be safe. And with the holidays coming up, I know there's a lot of lonely people. And that's when online dating is at its best because scammers know that you're lonely. And they want to try to, you know, take advantage of you. Be smart. Be smart, people. That's all I can tell you is be smart. Do not let a scammer scam you. And the last thing I want to tell you about is these stupid telemarketers, oh my gosh, calling you and calling you about your car warranty, funeral arrangements, your credit card services. No matter how many times I block their number, it never fails, I get another number that comes through. Frustrates the crap out of me. Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad. But it happens. So the last call I got was from credit card services. So me, I press one. The guy gets on and tells me, oh, you know, according to your credit report, you have done such a great job paying off your credit cards. We want to offer you a one-time low interest rate. We're going to combine all your credit cards. And I asked him, I said, that sounds great. How many credit cards do I have? And he said how many credit cards do you have they're your credit cards you don't know i said no but you're looking at my credit report what does my credit report say well your credit report doesn't give me so he says to me well they're your credit cards how come you don't know how many you have i said well you called me offering me an interest rate reduction i want to know how many credit cards you see 
and which ones you see so I can see which ones I want to combine. Well, we need to verify some information. You have my credit report. You just said, according to my credit report, I have done good paying my bills. You already have my information. You have my phone number. My credit report has my address. You have all that information. What are you verifying with me? Well, I need, um, I need to know, you know, which credit cards you want to combine. I said, which ones are on my credit report? So this went on for about two or three minutes. And then he finally got so frustrated with my questions. He said, you fucking bitch, you bitch, bitch, bitch. And he hung up the phone. That tickled me so bad that now I just start basically cat. I mean, on the phone, I'm scamming them back. This guy called me about funeral arrangements and he said, oh, we can do your pre-burial funeral arrangements with a licensed agent. Do you want to make these final preparations? And I said, oh, I'm not going to die. He said, excuse me? I said, oh, I'm part of this experimental group. We're going to live forever. The doctor who's doing the experimental group found the fountain of youth. And now he's been giving us these supplements that is going to make us live forever. So I'm never going to die. So I don't need funeral arrangements. And he was like, ma'am, that's no such thing. Everybody's going to die. I said, oh, no, I'm sure you are going to die. But I'm on this experimental program. I'm going to live forever. I'm already 73 and I look 25 and people don't even believe that I'm 73. I'm going to live forever. So I don't really need your plan. And he was like, nobody's going to live forever. You need to make funeral arrangements. I said, no, I don't. I'm really going to live forever. I'm never going to die. So I don't know why you're calling me. He got so frustrated with me that he said, you are a dumb bitch. You're never going to live forever. And he hung up. So that's what I do now. I prank them like they're trying to prank me just for the hell of it. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening to my craziness. You guys have a fabulous holiday. I will definitely be back after Thanksgiving and you guys have just the wonderful day um, with your families. If you're hanging out with them, be safe, not sorry. And thanks so much for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. Bye.